He's back. Yes, a player with a long-term injury back in the game tonight. That's exciting, isn't it? It's no longer a usual five. It's a usual four that's out. Welcome back, Jalen Suggs. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed a Locked On Magic. Today is January 14th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossmark. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Jalen Suggs is back. He is off the injury report, available to play, at least by all indications, in tonight's game against the Charlotte Hornets. We'll recap where we left off with Jalen Suggs and how and how he can what he needs to do to kind of get back to the level of play that he was at before his injury. We'll get to that. Plus, name our second quarter MVP. We'll talk a little about who we felt defined the last 20 or so games for the Orlando Magic. And then, of course, talk about tonight's game against Charlotte Hornets. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's in the morning from when we first release, in the afternoon, on your way home from work, whenever, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day, streaming wherever you download podcasts and streaming most episodes as well on YouTube. Certainly the Orlando Magic have to be thrilled to finally get some good injury news. Jalen Suggs will be back on the floor for the Orlando Magic. Um, After missing 20 games with a fracture in his right thumb, his shooting thumb, um, the Magic got him back on the court earlier this week um, with, of course, the eye that he could return uh, toward the end of this road trip this weekend. And so to see him back on the floor is certainly a really positive sign. Um, You know, Suggs has had his struggles this year as a rookie. He's had a lot of attention put on him. He's had... Uh, he's had to figure out how to play at the speed, play at this speed, especially as a point guard, um, and it has not been an easy transition. Despite all the talent, despite all the accolades that came to him as the fourth overall pick uh, or as the fifth overall pick, as someone who many people thought should have been in the top four, um, Suggs really has had to find his way. Um, that's not abnormal. We, we we detailed how Suggs was going through some of those same struggles that Jalen Green was going through, that Cade Cunningham was going through, that a lot of these top picks go through. It's not strange for a young guard, especially, to struggle coming out of the gates, to have the, the, the shooting struggles that he had. Now, certainly there were concerns because he hadn't put together kind of that breakthrough game. Um, he hadn't, uh, as early, especially early in the season. Just that one like brief flash that shows like, okay, he's going to get it. He's going to figure it out. Um, he started to have some of those flashes, though, right before his injury. Let's just go through some of the numbers uh, for Jalen Suggs already this season. Suggs is averaging 12.3 points per game. 3.4 rebounds per game, 3.6 assists per game, 3.2 turnovers per game as well. He's definitely a high turnover player. He's shooting only 33.9% from the floor and 25.5% from three. He is shooting 76.3% from the line, able to get there for about 3.6 attempts per game. Not exactly stellar numbers. Um, the numbers that you don't see there are his defense. He is one of the best individual defenders on the team already. Um, he is a really solid player attacking pick and rolls, 
defensively. And the Magic's defense has really struggled without him. Um, you know, he's definitely been a really valuable defensive weapon, especially now that Gary Harris is playing a lot better. Um, it would be it's going to be very intriguing to see um, see Jalen Suggs out there once again, especially uh, depending on how quickly he gets back into the flow of things. Harris, though, um, what's what's really interesting and what's really special, or what's really interesting and special about Suggs, um, is how he was playing right before his injury. In the in his uh, last eight games before his injury, he, had a, he he missed a game with a sprained ankle in Atlanta on November fifteenth. So from November 17th until his injury on November 29th, Suggs was starting to come around, averaging 13.9 points per game, up around 3.5 rebounds per game, 3.8 assists per game, 2.8 turnovers per game. So still a little bit high on that end, but coming down. Um, Shot 38% from the floor and 34.2% from beyond the arc. It's a nice little bump up. Um, You know, again, maybe taking a few too many attempts, 4.8 per game. Um, But he's willing to let fly, and, and, you know, I think there's faith that he will come around and, and shoot there. Um, his free throw percentage is down to 66.7, but he's taking four free throw attempts per game. So he's get, he could get to the line a little bit. Um, his last game against the Philadelphia 76ers, 17 points, five assists, five for 13 shooting in 29 minutes uh, before he had to leave the game with the injury. Um, he had his breakthrough game against Brooklyn with 21 points. He scored 17 in the first quarter. Had the breakthrough game at New York with 13 points, five for 12 shooting, made a bunch of big plays at the end of that game. Um, Again, it, there there are all these signs that okay, like Suggs was starting to like fi- figure out some pieces offensively. Again, it's not perfect by any means. He's still shooting in the 30s, so sub 40 percent field goal percentage. Um, but he was starting to kind of get his pace down, and you could see the hints that he was getting ready for that breakthrough game and for that game that really showed us what he could do and what he could be. Um, it's going to take some time, obviously, to get there. There, you know, guys have settled into roles. Franz Wagner's role has greatly expanded. Um, it's going to be a lot more comfortable, I think, for Jalen Suggs to get back in the lineup. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Magic bring him off the bench with how well Gary Harris is playing. And I think that's going to help him tremendously too. Right now, the Magic's goal has to be to kind of set, kind of ease him in, to settle him back in, just kind of let let him loose a little bit, um, but keep him under control. And, and I think I think one of the things that this injury has helped him with, or should have helped him with is just his ability to just kind of slow down. Um, obviously, the NBA is a whirlwind. It is a crazy place. It is a difficult thing to, to do and a difficult thing um, to be prepared for. I think what this injury is going to do is very similar to Cole Anthony last year. Um, it's allowed him to watch the game, observe a little bit, kind of see where where the where the pockets are instead of just having to kind of go in there blindly. Um, I, I think this pause is ultimately going to help him. Now, the real question that Magic fans probably have is, you know, is Jalen Suggs the hero, the savior that, that maybe we all thought he was at the beginning of the season? Um, you know, it, that is still to be determined. I don't want to close the door on him or, or, or put him in a box this early in his career. Um, but certainly, certainly, uh, you know, Suggs' expectations have been, you know, kind of shifted down a little bit. I mean, he may not be a superstar. Well, he could still be a very, very good player. Don't get me wrong. Um, still one of the most talented guards the Magic have ever drafted. Uh, but right now, the expectations for him need to be, we're getting him back into the flow. We're getting him back into the rhythm of the game. We're getting him back into, into it a little bit. We're trying to get him um, trying to get him uh, just, to, just to be able to play again, just to be back at the level that he was um, before the injury and, and then continue to grow from there. 
it could be very, very quickly that he gets back to that level. I mean, there's no reason to think that he can't. I mean, obviously, he hasn't been able to be on the floor as much because of the injury. But, you know, according to Coach Jamal Mosley, he's put on some muscle. He's really worked on his body. He's really used this time productively. And now we're going to get to see how much that study has helped him. Well, I, I tell people this all the time. You know, you don't expect a whole lot out of rookies, even high-end rookies. Um, there's a lot of growth that's going to happen during the course of the season. And, you know, it's important for Jalen Suggs to be out there. He's going to help this team. You know, we talk so much about how this team's depth has just been gutted all season long, um, about how much this team has struggled uh, just to fill a bench with with talented players. Now the Magic have a, have a backup point guard, to be frank. You know, you know, Suggs may still need some, have some growing pains as a point guard, um, but now they have a backup point guard. Now they have someone who can handle the ball in addition to Cole Anthony, and I think that will be incredibly valuable. We're really excited to see Jalen Suggs out there, obviously. We're really excited to see him play. We're really excited to see uh, what he can do um, and, and where he's at and obviously continue the growth that we all anticipated when the Magic drafted him a few years ago. We'll talk a little bit about who our second quarter MVP of the season, who the MVP of the last 20 games is. It's a good friend of Jalen Suggs, actually. Um, they're all good friends. They're, they're teammates. Um, but we'll talk a little bit about who we, who, who we will name our second quarter MVP coming up here in just a moment. But first, BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. There's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. That's promo code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. We would like to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your next listen, be sure to check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. The last 20 games uh, for the Orlando Magic um, have not been good. Um, you know, for the second quarter of the season, the Magic went 3-17. and 17. And as a lot of skeptics would point out, and maybe rightfully so, two of those wins came against severely COVID-depleted teams um, in the Brooklyn Nets and the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I don't think the Atlanta Hawks were that COVID-depleted, but they didn't have Trey Young. Um, you know, the Magic could certainly answer back and say, well, yeah, we may not be COVID-depleted, but a lot of our key guys are out with injury. What, what do you expect from us, too? Um, but... The fact of the matter is, um, as we continue to review the first half of the season, this year has not gone, this year has gone somewhat according to plan. The team is not a good team record-wise, but this team has probably underperformed where we all thought they would be. Um, Look, the Magic have set a franchise worst mark with a 7-34 record um, through the first half of the season. They're now 7-35. 
they are in line to have the worst record in the league. They have a, a several game lead now over the Detroit Pistons for the top odds, uh, or for the fourth pick in the fourth pick in the draft uh, at this point. Um, they, the Magic, ha- if the, if the goal for the Magic season was to make sure they get another high draft pick, they have essentially already clinched that, um, and they are probably going to be in line to have the best odds to win the top pick and and, and pro- you know that number one spot, which will almost you know, a 50% chance of getting into the top three or top four or whatever it is. Um, the Magic the magic have done their tanking work, in, in other words. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not really fond of tanking as a strategy to begin with. That the Magic, you know, whether they're doing this intentionally, which they probably aren't, um, or this is just the, the hand that they've drawn for themselves, um, they've done the work. Um, you know, again, I, I I tell everyone the back half of the schedule is much easier than the front half. The Magic are through the difficult part of their schedule. Um, they have a really easy stretch coming up after the All-Star break, especially if they're fully healthy. I do expect this team to win their share of games, so please don't get upset when they do because the Magic have done their work to give themselves this lead uh, and this cushion down at the bottom of the standings to, to be able to do that. And if that's a strategy, then good strategy because I do think winning is really, really, really important. The last 20 games, though, uh, have been, still, despite these struggles, have been full of bright spots. And and at the end of the day, that's really what this season is about. This season is about figuring out what this team has, what this team is trying to build with, what this team can build with, uh, and figuring out the best ways to move forward. Um, figuring out which players are the ones you're trying to keep and how to build around them. And certainly, there's still players to add to that list, especially in the draft this year. Um, but the Magic are trying to just figure, just kind of put a bunch of stuff in a pot and see what shakes out, see what is worth keeping and what's worth worth, worth mixing and worth what's worth using. And so this season is very much about little victories. Um it's about individual growth. It's about seeing and developing these players. And, and if that's the case, then our second quarter MVP has to be considered an unmitigated success and a key part of this team's future. Where the first quarter of the season was defined by Cole Anthony and his sudden emergence as a scorer and him sort of reclaiming the, the mantle that he had when he was in high school and he was one of the top high school prospects in the country. The second quarter of the season was about a player telling us he is much more than we initially believed. I will sit here and admit freely that I, not, I, I don't think I was a Franz Wagner skeptic, but I felt like the Magic needed to go after someone that had more apparent upside. Um, I felt like, especially after they got Jalen Suggs, I was like, go get, go take a swing on someone. Go take a James Book Knight. Go take a Moses Moody. Go take a chance on someone who has a big-time scoring potential. Just add more offense, add more shooting. To me, Franz Wagner was the safe pick. You knew, I, I, I don't think I was alone on this, but I felt like, yes, Franz Wagner is going to be an NBA player for a very, very long time, but he's not going to be a star. The, the, the best comparison that I saw to him was Mike Dunleavy, a, a longtime starter, started in this league for almost a decade. But someone who just wasn't spectacular at anything, just did a lot of the dirty work, did a lot of the grimy work, um, and, and just produced solidly throughout the square. And that's not bad. That's that, that's 
That's not meant to be an insult. I, I felt like Franz Wagner was going to be in the league for a decade plus. Um, just based off his IQ, his shooting ability, his ability to move without the ball, his ability to work without the ball, all that stuff. If you if that makes me a Franz Wagner skeptic, then sure. You know, I, I certainly also didn't have him high on my board because I felt like the Magic were full of those kind of swing bigs like Jonathan Isaac and Chumo Kiki, um, and I didn't feel like another one would would have been a, a good use of the, of the asset with the eighth pick. I was wrong. Other skeptics were wrong. And even plenty of other supporters for Franz Wagner were dead wrong about him. Over the course of the first half of the season, and certainly within this second quarter, these 20 games, game 21 to game 41, Franz Wagner blew away every expectation that could be set for him. Franz Wagner became a a, a much different player than any of us could have imagined. And Franz Wagner became so much more than just a solid draft pick. He became a key part of this team's future. And for that reason, Franz Wagner is our second quarter MVP. In the second quarter of the season, Wagner averaged 18.8 points per game, 5.1 rebounds per game. He shot 47.4% from the floor and 36.5% from beyond the arc. For a high usage player, he's averaging around 23% usage rate. Uh, He had a 51.7% effective field goal percentage. The numbers are fantastic, but they don't quite tell the story. Really, the story with Franz Wagner is how he was able to take on every challenge the Magic threw at him. You know, your best ability is availability. Wagner is the only player on the Magic that has played in every single game this year. And it and 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 so they had to rely on him. They had to give him more. They had to kind of speed up his development in a significant way. Certainly, all the injuries the Magic have faced have also worked to speed up Wagner's uh, responsibilities and development. But at the same time, what's been so impressive about Franz is he is so rarely sped up. Everything is played at his pace. When you hear hear people say, um, this guy doesn't speed up, you can't speed him up, that's what happens a lot with Franz Wagner. He's able to control his dribble. He's able to probe changes speed, he's the one controlling the tempo of the game. When he has a ball in his hands, he's the one in control. He rarely lets the defenses speed him up. And even when they do try to throw exotic looks at him, even when they do try to push him and force him to go faster than he wants to go, Wagner still figures out, and often figures it out in real time. His 38-point effort against the Milwaukee Bucks, um, a lot of that, the Bucks started sending double teams to him and you could tell, like, he was still, he was figuring it out as he went, and he was beating it. It was a really impressive game and a really impressive performance from Franz. For sure, as, as much as we're super excited that Jalen Suggs is back, Jalen Suggs has had a disappointing rookie season, at least compared to the expectations. Whereas Franz Wagner has blown away every expectation and has completely changed kind of the curve on which we're going to grade him. Uh, trying to change the curve on which we're going to learn and figure out who he is. He has been extremely impressive. Extremely impressive. In almost every way. And Wagner makes a positive impact on this team. Um, you know, you look at the full season stats, you look at the second quarter stats, 
the Magic are at their worst without Cole Anthony, without Wendell Carter, and without Franz Wagner. Those are the three most important players on this team right now. And it's that reason why Wagner is so exciting and so promising. This is just the start. Like, seriously. He is going to get better. This is not the end for Franz Wagner. This is not the peak. There are still so many ways that he can get better. His finishing at the rim can get a lot better. He sometimes drives under control, but then shoots off balance. Um, He'll get there. His three-point shooting can still greatly improve. And finally, if he can work in a a two-dribble pull-up at the elbow or two-dribble mid-range pull-up, he could be darn near unstoppable because of the threat that he poses getting to the basket, which he's already very good at. This is just a start for Franz Wagner. And for a season that's all about development, that's all about letting guys grow and and improve individually, Franz Wagner is proof that this season is something of a success, as much as a 7-35 season can be. And there's a lot to be excited about when it comes to Franz. We'll talk a little bit about tonight's game against Charlotte Hornets coming up in just a moment. But first, it's the new year. So that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and maybe even a little bit better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or just taste terrible. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, so you get that chocolate fix, but you don't get the calories that come with it. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. It's certainly better than your typical candy bar, and honestly, it's better than your typical protein bar, which are usually double on all of those for one bar. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can still eat something that tastes good and is good for you as a snack. And that way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many great flavors to choose from, whether it's coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. The Orlando Magic back in action tonight to take on the Charlotte Hornets should be an interesting game for the Orlando Magic. We've been saying this for a week now. They are knocking on the door for a win. They are really, really close to getting over that hump. They are putting themselves in position to win, and there's no reason to think the Magic will not be able to do so again against a a, a Charlotte Hornets team that is frankly playing very, very well right now. The Hornets are coming off two straight wins against the Milwaukee Bucks over the weekend. They had a big win uh, the other night with Gordon Hayward kind of leading the way as a scorer. This is a team that is all all offense, to be perfectly frank. Um, and that's going to be a big challenge for a Magic defense that has at times struggled, although I think the Magic defense is playing a lot better of late. Um, it's going to be a challenge for sure. And, and Charlotte did a number on Orlando in, in two previous meetings. Both of them, you know, Orlando was in the game. They had their little lull maybe in the third quarter, and that's when Charlotte built a double-digit lead, and that, they, they were able, able to kind of keep them at arm's distance. So Orlando's done a good job against the Hornets this season. 
Obviously not enough to win. The Hornets have been the better team. Um, but what they're going to have to do in this matchup specifically, um, I, I think the Magic have to play from ahead. Um, it's something they did in the last two matchups too a little bit. But Orlando has to come out with a lot of fire and a lot of energy and a lot of intensity. Um, I, I think that's that's going to be just an absolute key to this, this game. Um, the Magic have to avoid playing from behind because the Hornets are such a strong offensive team. Charlotte can outscore Orlando. Um, let's be real. Orlando is not a great off, great offensive team. They're going to struggle to score. So Orlando's got to find a way to keep the score down. Um, they, they can't let Charlotte get more than, say, 110, 115 maybe. Um, the Hornets are going to give the Magic every opportunity to score. They are not a good defensive team, but they are they are going to score, and they're going to score a lot of points. That's kind of their deal. Um, Orlando has to limit turnovers. They can't let Charlotte get out in transition. They can't let Charlotte kind of outpace them a little bit. Um, so they have to play under control as well if they want a chance to win this game. Um, it's it's obviously it's obviously going to be a, a big challenge for the Magic. This is obviously not going to be an easy game for Orlando. This is obviously going to be a game that's going to require a lot of attention to detail and, and, and everything else. The energy from having Jalen Suggs back will certainly help, um, but obviously too, there's obviously too there's still a little bit more the Magic have to do. There's still a little bit more the Magic have to be able to accomplish and the Magic have to be able to, to, to get done to win this game. They're going to have to be committed defensively. If they do that, they have a chance. Saturday's game against Dallas is, you know, if the Magic are going to win a game, it's probably going to be Saturday because Saturday's going to be weird. Um, Dallas is playing tonight at 10 o'clock um, in Memphis. So they're traveling into, into Dallas late. Orlando's traveling from Charlotte. Saturday's game is going to be ugly, 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 ugly. Um, you go look at the, the Brooklyn-Oklahoma City game. Brooklyn played in Chicago on Wednesday night. Oklahoma City was waiting for them. In Brooklyn, Oklahoma City won that won that game pretty easily with Durant sitting out as well. So, going to be a weird back to back here for Orlando. It's a nine thirty tip uh, in Dallas, so plenty of time for the Magic to get some rest. Dallas will have Dallas will be a little bit rested as well, even uh, even on a, a difficult back to back. So, you know, hopefully the Magic can get a win here. Um, you know, they're very deserving of a win. I think I think they played well enough to win. Just haven't been able to get over that hump. They know it. The question is, can they accomplish that? And then you know they have Portland waiting for them on Monday which could also be another opportunity to get a win as well. That'll do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast enable listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Bets Podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, it's free and available on all platforms. Again, that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is Bill Frost and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.